Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Hey, it's Laura. Before we start the show, I need to ask a quick favor. We love sharing great advertisers with you because their services are awesome. And, of course, they support the show. To continue doing that, we need your help. So please go to podsurvey.com money and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little better. That way, we can show advertisers just how great Money Girl listeners are. If you've taken our show's podcast listener survey before, the current one is new and different, so I'd really love for you to take it all over again. Plus, once you've completed the survey, you can enter to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Again, that's podsurvey.com money. Thanks so much for your help. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Girl Podcast. I really appreciate you taking your valuable time to be with me and listening to this week's show. My mission is to make every episode an extremely valuable tool that helps you master your money so you can live rich and love the journey. In last week's show, we talked about all the ins and outs of contributing to a 401k and an IRA in the same year, and why retirement accounts are so powerful and can be vehicles that really transform your entire financial life. Contributing to both a 401k and an IRA obviously applies mainly to adults who are out in the working world. But a question that I often get is, what about kids? Can they have a retirement account too? Even if you're like me and you don't have kids, Maybe you have friends who do, or you've got nieces or nephews who could benefit from this topic, so stay with me. We'll also be talking a lot about Roth IRAs, so if that's something of interest, I guarantee that you'll take away some valuable information from this episode. This is podcast number 493, called How to Make Kids Rich by Investing in an IRA. As always, the show notes are on the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. A lot of people don't realize that kids can have an IRA. This is a little-known and really underutilized benefit of an IRA. And by the way, if you're not familiar with IRA, that stands for Individual Retirement Arrangement. So kids can have them, too, if parents follow some simple rules. So we'll, we'll cover those in this episode. Setting your kid up with an IRA is a very smart way to provide a head start to pay for retirement or even a college education. So in this podcast, I'm going to explain the benefits of starting an IRA for minors, the rules for eligibility, 
how to open an account, and when you can spend the money penalty-free. If you want to help your child supercharge building his or her own wealth and learn the fundamentals of investing along the way, you can't beat an IRA. You can open and manage the account on his or her behalf until they become an adult. Imagine this. Imagine you help your child put $500 in an IRA every year from age 15 to 20. Even if he or she never contributes another penny to the account, at age 65, assuming an 8% average annual return, the account would be worth about $95,000. But if your child did continue to put money in the account, let's say they continued making annual contributions of $500 every year from age 15 to 65, his or her IRA would be worth over $285,000. Kick those contributions up to $1,000 per year, and there'd be close to $575,000 in the account. Try $5,000 a year, and the account would have almost $3 million. But if you don't get started until middle age, where you only have like 20 years before retirement, you'd have to invest $12,500 per year to accumulate $575,000 in the account. So the more time your money can grow, the easier it is to build wealth. Even putting away small amounts over a long period of time can make you quite wealthy. Investing just $125 a month for 50 years at an 8% return would give you a million dollars to spend in retirement. That's not bad. If parents have a little foresight, they can put a child on the right path by showing them that when you make investing a habit, it's easy to create financial independence. So let's talk about who can have an IRA. You can make contributions to an IRA when you or your spouse, if you file a joint tax return, receive taxable compensation during the year. With a traditional IRA, the only restriction is that you can't contribute after age 70 and a half. Roth IRAs, on the other hand, don't have an age limit, but they do come with income limits that prohibit people with high incomes from contributing. Now, unless you're raising the next Mark Zuckerberg, your child isn't likely to cap out the earnings threshold. This is one of the reasons why a Roth IRA is a great savings vehicle for kids. And I'll tell you a lot more about the benefits of a Roth IRA in just a moment. So if a child earned money during the tax year, you or your child can contribute as much as he or she made up to the annual limit, which is currently $5,500 per year. But the tricky part about IRAs for minors is that their earned income must be documented. That means you can't fund an IRA for an infant or a toddler who can't legitimately earn income. You can't pay an eight-year-old a cash allowance for household chores and call it income for the purposes of an IRA without proper documentation. Additionally, you can't pay kids an outrageous rate, like giving your teenager $1,000 to wash your car and then put it in an IRA. So let's cover exactly how parents or older kids can comply with the IRS rules for having an IRA. First, they must earn an allowable type of income. So those allowable income types include 
wages, tips, commissions, scholarship payments, and self-employment income. Now, it's great if they earn money in other ways, like income from non-retirement investments or interest, but those don't count for the purposes of an IRA for kids or for adults. Older kids may have a part-time job during the school year or full-time work during the summer. If they receive a paycheck with the taxes deducted, that makes it really easy to document their earnings. At the end of the year, employers will issue a Form W-2, and the amount is shown in Box 1. That's the amount you can contribute to an IRA. Scholarships and fellowship payments are also considered compensation for IRA purposes if they are shown in Box 1 on a W-2. Let's say your daughter earned $3,000 working as a summer lifeguard for the local country club. That makes her eligible to contribute $3,000 to an IRA for that tax year. But if your son earns $6,000 as a busboy, he could only contribute the maximum amount of $5,500. And in years when a child has no earnings, no contributions can be made to an IRA. But what about kids who receive a 1099 at the end of the year or who get paid in cash for services like mowing lawns, babysitting, or dog walking? I mentioned that self-employment income does qualify minors for an IRA. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin-D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin-D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin-D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin-D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Hey there, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses, and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, you'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's get back to how to set your kid up with an IRA. 
kids or adults who earn income on their own with no formal business structure in place are called sole proprietors. A sole proprietorship is the default business type that most people use when starting out, but you can actually use that type of business forever if you like. A sole proprietorship is owned and run by one person, and there's no legal distinction between the owner and the business. The business name can be the same as your child's name, or you can choose a different trade name if you like. For a child's self-employment income to count toward IRA eligibility, you or your child must file an annual tax return. You'll use Schedule C or Schedule C-Easy to report the income and any related expenses for your child's business as a sole proprietor. His or her net amount of income or loss gets entered on Form 1040. That's the typical U.S. individual tax return form. And no matter your age, if your business earns $400 or more, you must also pay the self-employment tax, which covers Social Security and Medicare using Schedule SE. I'll put links to all these forms in the notes for this show on the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. So if you pay a child for doing work like babysitting, doing errands, or shoveling snow, and you want to claim it as his or her business income, you've got to keep detailed records. Maintain a log or a spreadsheet that lists the date, the type of work, and the amount paid to the child so there's no question about the legitimacy of the income. Even though your child must have earned income to justify IRA contributions, what actually gets deposited into the account doesn't have to come from his or her money. In other words, it doesn't matter where the money for a kid's IRA contribution comes from as long as it doesn't exceed the amount your child earned during the tax year. Also, IRA contributions can be made at any time during the tax year, even up to the following April 15th. You could set up a rule that contributions can only come from your child's earnings, let's say each week or month. Or you could implement a matching program where the child gets to keep all or a portion of the income they make, and then you make contributions on his or her behalf with your own money. This sets a great example for kids and shows them that you value saving for the future. If you're interested in learning more about the retirement options when you're self-employed, you might be interested in podcast number 422 called Five Retirement Options When You're Self-Employed. An IRA for a minor is known as a custodial IRA, or in some cases, a guardian IRA, and it's easy to open up at most major banks, brokerages, and investing companies, and I'll put links to some in the notes for the show. The account will be in your son or daughter's name, but you or another adult will manage it until your child turns 18 or 21 in some states. Just like with a regular IRA, the financial institution may require a minimum amount to get started, such as $50 or $100. You'll typically have the choice to open either a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA for your child. With a traditional IRA, you don't pay tax on contributions or growth in the account until you take withdrawals in the future in retirement. At that time, you pay ordinary income tax at whatever rate the IRS requires for your level of income. 
A Roth IRA works kind of the opposite. With a Roth, you do pay tax on contributions to the account. However, all withdrawals and retirement are completely tax-free. So a Roth favors low earners like kids who will have more income and a higher tax rate in the future. So the theory is it's better to go ahead and pay tax now at a very low rate than it is to pay tax at a higher rate potentially in the future. And besides, kids typically don't earn enough to benefit from the upfront tax deduction that comes with a traditional IRA. So the Roth IRA is definitely the best choice for minors from a tax perspective. And if you want to learn more about the pros and cons of different types of retirement accounts, download a handy reference tool that I created called the Retirement Account Comparison Chart. You can get the download in a few different ways. One is visiting the tools page at lauradadams.com. Another is to visit this episode on the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. Or you can send me a text message. Just text the word RETIRE to the number 33444, and I'll send it to you right away. After you open an IRA, you're going to need to choose the investments to own inside it. Many firms offer a dizzying array of options, including stocks, bonds, CDs, mutual funds, and exchange-traded funds, or ETFs. Don't get bogged down by the choices. Stay focused on the objective for a young investor which is long-term growth. That means most or all of a kid's IRA should be invested in some form of stocks, also known as equities. Now, I don't recommend buying individual stocks like Apple or Google, although that can be fun, but they are risky. So I'm going to steer you toward owning a stock mutual fund or a stock ETF. I won't go into the differences between a mutual fund and an ETF here, but what you need to know is that both of them are investment vehicles that are made up of hundreds or even thousands of individual investments. That makes them much more diversified and way less risky than owning just one or two individual stocks. If you want to learn more about how to invest money, you might be interested in a recent show, which is episode number 489, called Seven Simple Principles to Invest Money Wisely No Matter Your Age. And there's also podcast number 399 called How to Invest Money in Your IRA or 401k Retirement Account. In addition to the top-notch tax breaks that come with a Roth IRA, they give kids and adults even more benefits. Namely, that after you've owned the account for five years, you can withdraw funds that were previously taxed, which are your contributions. You can withdraw them without having to pay a penalty before reaching the official retirement age of 59 and a half. As I mentioned, the contributions you put into a Roth are taxed up front, but the earnings in the account have not been taxed. So withdrawing them typically triggers income tax plus an additional 10% penalty if you haven't reached the age of 59 and a half. However, one exception to the rule is when you use them to pay for qualified education expenses. So this means your child's money is not locked up and can only be used for retirement. A Roth IRA is actually one of the most flexible types of retirement accounts because you can tap all or some of it without penalty 
to pay for education, a car, a house, travel, or anything your child wants. Of course, it's always better not to make withdrawals so the account can grow and grow and mushroom into those impressive numbers that I mentioned at the top of the show. Even though saving for retirement income is probably the last thing on a young child's mind, showing them how small investments can turn into huge numbers later on may help them stay motivated to build wealth for the future. Setting up your child with an IRA is an underutilized benefit that gives him or her an amazing financial head start. Even having a small IRA serves as a platform to discuss the benefits of earning, saving, and investing for long-term growth with your child. The earlier you instill the importance of making saving a habit, the better off your child's finances will be for life. Getting them comfortable with the lingo, concepts, and account options early in their development gives them valuable skills to take into adulthood. Young investors have a tremendous mathematical advantage when they leverage the power of compounding to build wealth. Plus, with the Roth IRA, they've got flexibility to tap the account early when absolutely needed. I really hope this show is giving you some information to get your kids started with an IRA. Let me know what other questions and financial challenges you may be facing. A great place to submit questions or just mingle with a thriving community of thousands of people who are taking their financial game to the next level is my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. The group is a great place to hang out with me and others to chat about simple questions or even a big financial dilemma that you may be facing. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or send me a text message for immediate access. Just text DOLLARS to the number 33444. I'll see you in the group. You can also reach me directly through my contact page at lauradadams.com. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.